Should you play with a one-handed or two-handed backhand? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Well, if you're looking for people to play tennis with, log on to BackhandCity.com and join our website for our free Find a Tennis Partner program. All you got to do is log on to BackhandCity.com and enter your details. And once you're logged in, you can get on the dashboard, customize your picture, your level, and kind of put what you're looking for and which area you live in. And then you can begin searching and people can find you as well on the Backhand City Find a Partner Tennis Service. It's free. And once again, all you got to do is log on to BackhandCity.com. Well, today's topic, should you play tennis with a one-handed or two-handed backhand? Now, I get this question a lot. Typically, what I do with my beginner students is the default choice is the two-handed backhand, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you should do. We have a lot of students who want to learn the one-handed backhand, and it's a much different stroke. Now, for those of you who are beginners, it's a little confusing because, yes, you do indeed have two hands on the racket for both the two-handed backhand and the one-handed backhand. But if you've noticed, somebody like a Rafael Nadal, he'll keep two hands on his racket the whole entire time when he hits a backhand. If it's a single release where you see the follow-through and one hand coming through the strike zone and finishing with one hand on the racket, that is a one-handed backhand. So the question is, which one is right for your game? So let's go through seven factors here to help you determine which of these backhands is good for your game. Number one, you need to kind of take an assessment of your own physicality. The one-handed backhand is a powerful stroke, but you need powerful muscles to, to hit this shot. And one of the reasons is you're fighting gravity. Two hands is easy because your non-dominant hand is assisting and you have two hands on the bracket at contact which help you absorb the weight of the shot. So a lot of people like the two-handed backhand for that reason. Now I have people that are five foot three and use a one-handed backhand. I also have people that are six foot two and hit with a two-handed backhand. So there's no real golden rule here. You kind of have to just take an assessment and it, it, it is kind of difficult to do on a podcast and have a sweeping generalization of rule. But you're going to need strong shoulders and a strong upper body to really maneuver and hit with a one-handed backhand because you're going to need, have to be able to control the racket with one arm and a really solid grip as you're coming through the strike zone. So that's one thing to consider. Number two, try them both. Hire your instructor. Get a little lay of the land of what they're like and find out which one just feels more natural to you. Again, I think that's the best indication when making this decision because I've kind of gone both ways. I've kind of forced people. I'm like, ah, this one 
kind of, I think they're going to like this based on kind of their, their physical traits. And then they end up wanting to do the one hander. So it's a, a decision you have to make as a student because you own the stroke and you got to be comfortable, comfortable with it. Uh, number three, which is easier to learn? I think it's easier to learn the two handed backhand. Um, there's not as severe a grip change. You could just keep Eastern grips for both sides if you want. You can go continental or semi-Western on the non-dominant hand. You can kind of tweak it, but it's a quick learning curve because you have two hands on there. Uh, it's much easier to absorb the impact and weight of the ball with two hands on there. So if you want to go the shorter route, in my opinion, two hands is the way to go. Thing number four to consider how big is the grip change? Now, you can hit a one-handed backhand with a slight grip change. You could go to what's called a continental grip, or you can go full eastern backhand on the one-handed backhand. And that's one of the things you're going to have to consider is you have more of a severe grip change when you're hitting with a one-handed backhand than you are with a two. So, again, that's going to go back to point number two. Which one feels more comfortable to you when you're trying these out? Uh, tip number five, I call this the gravity factor. And this kind of goes back with the one-handed backhand. With a one-handed single release, as you're swinging through the ball, your, rack, your hand's going to be on top of the grip, which means gravity's naturally pulling the head down. So you need to be strong to be able to do that. That is another reason people use the two-hander, because they don't have to worry about gravity because they have their left hand if you're right-handed your non-dominant hand underneath the racket to help give it support. Now, tip number six is power. Which one gives you more effortless power? You know, go through the list. But it's, it's a little tricky because you're not really want to gauge power as your number one factor. So I don't want you out there trying to hit every ball as hard as you can. But what I want you to do is think about what gives you the most effortless power. I'm not talking about going out and trying to hit winners right away. But this goes back to number two about comfort. Comfort. Which one feels like you can get efficient power from it? And finally, point number seven, and this is probably the most important point when deciding this, is which one can you control? Tennis is a game of consistency. So the, the choice between one-handed and two-handed backhands comes down to which one you can control and keep in play the most. Um, I'm going to do more stuff on this, on the grip change in future podcasts, so we can get into it. I'll show you some of the stuff with the video on Instagram, but I'll include a link in the show notes as well when I release that. But this is just an overall seven-step system on helping you decide which backhand is right for you. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go into iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified each day with a fresh episode. And if you're a huge tennis fan, log on to BackhandCity.com and check out our live scoreboard where you get results and live scores each day from the WTA, ATP, and ITF tennis tours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to shove. I believe it was inevitable. That's when push comes to shove. Could this be the one that got away?
I knew it all along. 